This is Leadership in Action, and I'm Mark Stiles, your host. Join me as we delve deep into the passions, expertise, and experiences of Boston area innovators. Sponsored by the Boston Chapter of Entrepreneurs Organization, this is Leadership in Action. Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of Leadership in Action, your Boston Chapter of Entrepreneurs Organization podcast. Today's guest is an entrepreneurial powerhouse, a franchise veteran, an entrepreneur who leverages his experience and knowledge of franchising, real estate, fitness, and business to create game-changing businesses. He's a brand new member of EO, Boston Chapter, and he's the CEO of Drip Bar. Please meet Ben Crosby. Welcome to the show, Ben. Perfect. Thank you very much, Mark. You ready? here. Here comes question number one. All right. What is a common misconception about leadership, running a business, and or being an entrepreneur? Go. Sure. That's a great question. Um, really, to me, the the biggest misconception is that uh, you're an overnight success and that it's easy. Uh, very few people can can truly recognize, unless you're an entrepreneur and you've done it, how much time and energy it takes for you to you know, just make your first dollar and then continue to grow the business until it becomes, uh, well, what everybody hopes that it becomes profitable and successful. So the overnight success, the the long hours, the focus, the unrecognition along the way, the path and the journey, a lot of times it's the best part of it, um, most stressful part of it, and least recognized, I'd say rolling up your sleeves for 10 years and uh, disappearing from the entire world and then showing up as a success. That's not overnight. <laughs> that was the, some of the first advice that I got from my first CFO who said, you know, in five years from now, don't be upset when somebody asks you how you became an overnight success. It'll become <laughs> the most obnoxious question you'll ever be asked. And uh, uh, he was right. He was 100% right. Well, how do you fast track that success? So, I mean, it's obviously not going to be overnight, but is there other ways of fast tracking it? Uh, once you start getting experience or being part of a group and getting mentors to really uh, get over the initial hurdles, um, it's just dedication, really understanding your business. Uh, if you're bootstrapping and doing it on your own, I mean, it could take a little longer. But being able to to have capital, hiring the right people, getting the staff in place. Um, but one thing that I've found is franchising is a great way to uh, increase speed and scale of a business uh, a lot sooner than you normally would. Sometimes you can franchise businesses when there's just one location, short a proof of concept. It's really developing the, the the business opportunity to be able to bring it to market. Well, let's dig into that a little bit, you know, because I was hoping that we would go there with this and I was kind of leading you that way with the fast track, <laughs> right? But so one concept that works, why recreate the wheel, right? Why go back and try to figure yep. out what that person did? Why not collaborate with that person, right? Yeah, absolutely. If If the person... The operating partner typically spent a lot of time and energy really developing the the standards, uh, the operational manuals, the speed to market, 
the, te- the technique of franchising it can bring in a whole level of experience uh, and and systems that can simply be replicated in order to bring the business to scale that much faster. Replication is key. Replication just through education, finding the right franchisees, uh, giving them the playbook to execute on it, but then having a franchisor that's constantly looking on ways to improve from a wider angle. A lot of times franchisees are in the mud. They're in their location. They're really, really hyper-focused on the performance of their one location. The benefit of having a franchisor is somebody that's taken a step back and being able to look ahead at whatever might be coming down the pipe. It might be legal. It might be rules, regulations in an industry. Uh, It could be uh, new marketing, advertising strategies, uh, a bunch of new technologies that could create a more efficient process. Uh, So really, that's the best way, in my opinion, to really efficiently grow a business and hit success earlier. Well, there you go, right? So overnight success a lot of people may never find success because they have these these uh, blind spots right maybe it's marketing maybe mm-hmm. it's process maybe it's customer service help me understand all right so let's talk about drip bar for an example so sure. how does how does that work how does drip bar work so drip bar is a brick and mortar location it's a thousand to fifteen hundred square feet. That's our traditional uh, box. They're in markets wherever you see a Starbucks, Massage Envy, Orange Theory. Uh, we do IV supplements, IV nutrition. Uh, people look at it as an emerging brand, an emerging industry. However, the industry has been around for twenty-five plus years. Just been very highly fragmented, full of mom and pop shops. Overnight success. Overnight success. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I've been able to take a lot of that um, historical data that's available to to, uh, really learn the industry and identify where it's it's headed. Um, But yeah, we do IV supplementation to improve cellular health of our clients. We do lifestyle trips for people that are healthy. We also do uh, health support drips for those that have pre-existing conditions like cancer, heart disease, dementia, and such. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a currently a robust business model. We have 43 locations uh, open, and we're opening one to two a week for the foreseeable future. That's fantastic. So you mentioned a couple of other brands that you I wouldn't say you follow them, but is there a is there a demographic report that you know Orange Theory, Starbucks, yep. Drip Bar are utilizing to say, okay, here's where our customer base, here's where our demographics are? Uh, yeah, and we we use those as lookalike audiences. Uh, yep. Our persona client is male, female, twenty five plus, average household income over seventy five thousand, but really focused on health and wellness. Um, and we see the drip bar as really the first process of somebody wanting to live a long, healthy life. It starts with your cells. So by giving your body 
a cellular health environment that's positive, that's that's put together correctly, then you could get better workouts. You eat better. You want to be more proactive in your overall health and wellness. And that's why we really uh, push it as drip bar is where you get your cellular health. How early in the early adopter curve do you think you are right now with this? Yeah, so... I think the industry as a whole is probably three to 5% of market penetration. I've been able to, again, like, like I said in the beginning, be able to take a step back, but also from my past experience in the health club industry, I see the IV industry as what the health club industry was 25, 30 years ago, highly fragmented, no true sophisticated franchise opportunities. And then franchising came in. You had Planet Fitness that really uh, grew the big box opportunity. You had Curves that did the, you know, very simple studio models. And then the fitness industry in in total started fragmenting and creating very unique opportunities like Orange Theory and spinning classes and yoga classes and MMA and all of these verticals. By taking that experience, I'm developing the drip bar to be able to go into all of the various verticals in um, one fell swoop from the beginning. So we won't have that level of fragmentation. We'll have brand continuity in traditional locations. We can integrate into health clubs, doctor, dentist, chiropractic, physical therapy offices, uh, hotels, we have a very strong mandate to go and get into airports uh, throughout the U.S. So we want the drip bar to be the brand of the IV vitamin therapy industry so that and make it very accessible to people. So what is the initial feedback from both the folks that are utilizing the services and like the medical community, for example? So... I'll say positive. Uh, you know, we have a very high recurring uh, amount of clients. We are membership based. Yeah. Uh, so we do do memberships, uh, but we also do packages, programs, and one offs. Uh, we have a high recurring uh, revenue because of the membership, but also even before we added memberships, we had a very high recurring nature of clients coming to the drip bar at least once or twice a month. Um, the medical community I see as being uh, acceptable to this. They're, they're, uh, we have lots of doctors. We have national medical directors. We have local medical directors. We have a whole R&D team uh, that is based on not just functional medicine, but also we have oncologists and pharma D uh, consultants that are all participating in this because this is a natural way to stay healthy, but also it is a natural way to create a parallel treatment, uh, a parallel program of care uh, for clients that are have cancer, right? Uh, High-dose vitamin C has been studied a lot. Uh, it's shown to kill cancer cells, but it's also shown to help clients that are going through chemotherapy and clients that are in remission. So much to the point that we are uh, towards probably the end of this year, we're going to be integrated into a regional cancer center 
um, in their chemo section, uh, chemotherapy section of the business, because doctors definitely at this specific location uh, recognize the value of high dose vitamin C. Now, the big question, the big elephant, is the insurance industry recognizing you all yet? They are not. And that is the interesting opportunity for the cancer centers because the owners of the hospitals don't know how to monetize this yeah. because you can't charge insurance for vitamin C, uh, from what I've been told. Um, but the owners can monetize it by charging us rent. So we will, uh, you know, happily go inside uh, hospitals. We'll happily pay rent in order to help the clients because that's right where the clients are that we would love to help. That's really interesting. It, uh, and it's it's disheartening at the same uh, time with the insurance. But I guess like any early adoption, you have to work through these things, right? There's no overnight success, as you mentioned. But it <laughs> seems to me like proactive medical care, right? So yeah. insurance companies, you know, quit being reactive and spending on, you know, the broken people and let's let's keep people really healthy along yep. the way and you'll probably save a lot more money in the end. Yeah, yeah, we want to be proactive uh, you know, cellular health, right? So for however long I've been in the fitness industry, this call to action was going to offices and saying we could reduce your insurance costs, come and work out, people yeah. that work out don't get as sick, right? This is just another twist to it by saying people that get drips get sick less. Uh, but also they can do drips for increasing energy, increasing your immune system, increasing the collagen in your skin. And there, there are so many different opportunities on our menu to uh, help clients. Well, me personally, I feel that one of my biggest Achilles heels is my lack of hydration. I get to two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon. I start to feel dry and, you know, it, yeah. start to get this fog or the headache. And I know I didn't drink enough water today. I did not. Mm -hmm. And I've been, you know, utilizing, um, what is it? Liquid IV or the drip, which yeah. I thought you might've yeah. been affiliated with drip, but yeah, yeah. Spin it around, get it 10 times. And, and, and it, it, it it's such a, different feeling to be hydrated versus dehydrated you would think that this would be uh this would be on the radar with the insurance companies a little bit more yeah yeah i mean it's it's just not insurance based medicine yeah uh, yeah you know we're 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 proactively we'd like to stay far away from insurance yeah. we don't want to get into the whole political landscape of insurance and and um you know, is it covered? Is it not? Uh, it's the easiest for a client just to be a member of the drip bar. Right. And pay out of pocket and be part of the, I mean, is this the beginning of a fountain of youth kind of uh, transition as well for them? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely longevity aspects to it. You feel so much better. I, I, whenever I do it, I feel so much better. Even when I'm coming down with a cold, I'll go and get either a shield or a flu fighter and, uh, my cold will miraculously disappear. <laughs> so is that a menu? It, and living in new England, 
it's, is that a it's menu? <laughs> are those are those um, menu type items that you're talking about? The shield, you could go in and say, "Okay, I'm ready for a shield." How does it work? How does it? How does the consumer facing it? I assume it's appointment only. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, no, it's appointment, but it's also walk in. So okay. you can walk in. We have a, a full menu. We have 16 lifestyle drips, like the jet setter for those to travel a lot, pre and post op for those dealing with surgery. Um, our number one drip to date has been uh, the power pack for energy, mental clarity, and focus. Uh, but over the past year two with COVID, it's been the shield to boost your immune system to fight off the common cold and viruses. Uh, but we also have a flu fighter. So if you're actively, you know, cold, your nose is running, your head is clogged, it's a different cocktail uh, that you could do. Uh, we have um, time machines. We do NAD, which is a big uh, drip that is gaining more and more popularity in order to increase uh, mitochondrial function. I mean, I've had people that, uh, you know, drive with their reading glasses on, right? And then they did an NAD drip and they didn't use their reading glasses anymore for at least, you know, the next week or so. So it's just the, 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 ways that people notice it. Sometimes you notice it right away. Sometimes it's more of a progressive thing that if you do, you know, on a weekly basis or monthly basis, then you notice a significant change. And then, as I said, we have the health support drips like high dose vitamin C for clients with cancer. Well, it makes so much sense. I mean, the science is we are made up primarily of water. And when we yep. start to lose our water, we're probably not going to be at our peak potential, right? Correct. And when you're eating all the foods that we currently have, uh, you know, processed, lots of uh, preservatives, even if you're vegan, you know, and vegetarian or, you know, you, you only eat meat, you know, you're on, on those diets, uh, there are are always opportunities in order to balance your uh, nutrient profile, your vitamin profile in finding that right mix is what provides someone with the appropriate cellular health to function at a high level. Huh. So who are most of your franchisees owner operators? No, some are, uh, but we built the business model to be semi-absentee. Cool. Uh, you don't need to be a doctor or nurse to own it. Uh, I own one uh, in Foxborough, Massachusetts. I'm there two or three hours a week. Um, honestly, at least an hour of it is me getting a drip, just hanging out. But uh, so there are benefits. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a semi absentee. We've built all of the uh, tools for you to be able to manage it remotely. Uh, as needed to toggle, you know, marketing, advertising, spend appropriately. So who actually operates? Do you need, you, do you need a nurse to do the injection? Yep. Yeah. On an hourly basis, we only have two uh, full-time equivalents, one being a front desk, one being a nurse. An RN is our corporate standard. RN. It doesn't yep. have to be a, a nurse practitioner. No. That's really no, interesting. In, so, in some states, you need an NP. So, Ben, that's really interesting. I would have thought the barrier to entry would have been higher, where you needed to have some sort of medical ownership or some sort of licensure. 
Yeah. Um, so in some states, uh, the corporate practice of medicine mandates that a doctor owns it. Got it. But there is uh, paperwork and legal documentation in the corporate practice of medicine states for the doctors to own it in the franchisees to manage it. Um, so we are approved and registered in all 50 states. Uh, we're opening in, I'd say, 38 to 40 of those states uh, by the end of next year, um, if not more. We're even opening uh, Alaska. We're opening in Hawaii, uh, you know, so so outside of the continental U.S. where we're building. Um, we have so, stuff going throughout New England all the way through the coast out to uh, California. So really excited. Is there a minimum requirement for amount of commitment, you know, uh, or could someone simply say, I want to do one shot? I want yeah. So we do a lot of single unit franchise owners now um, to date. We have recently started getting quite a bit of multi-unit developers that are doing two, three, five, even 10 units uh, at a time. So this is turning into a fast growing uh, business franchise opportunity that, uh, so, you know, just grabbing the bull by the horns and letting it happen. Let it ride. So that, so that thousand to 1500 square foot ideal scenario, you're actually evolving into, okay, maybe that we're not going to be stuck with that. We're going to actually give opportunities for other creative sites. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we're doing really well inside a health club. Yeah. We're doing really well inside uh, a physical therapy and a chiropractic, uh, separate business, separate, uh, locations, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going quite well. That's awesome. I love hearing that. What about exclusivity for area? Do you have uh, a, a diameter that you circle around the location? Yeah, we we do a three mile protected radius or 150,000 people with no overlap, um, such as, you know, in in outside of Massachusetts, in the in the suburbs, we're doing three miles all day. Uh, once we go to Manhattan, we actually have one being opened on uh I think it's 44th and Madison. They're not going to have a protected radius. Uh, we'll have one on, you know, every other corner in in Manhattan. So, you think so? Yes. So you can see that you can visualize the future. Help me understand. Help me see. Hey, that. if you're an entrepreneur, you better be able to visualize that, yeah, even if it doesn't make sense at the time. Well, that's well, the even that's even the key to it. So sh share with me the visions. Share with me three, five, ten years. Yeah. So to me, this is a global franchise opportunity that's following the footsteps of Starbucks, Massage Envy, Orange Theory. Uh, in the U.S., we'll cross a thousand units. Um, we're already, as I said, going to Canada. We're looking into Europe right now, specifically the U.K. We're looking into the GCC as well. We have partners there. Um, so this is a global opportunity, and we're taking a very diligent uh, diligent steps in how we're growing it. Uh, we're growing it from the foundation out. So we have a robust research and development team that's focused on safety. And I've hired more attorneys than I've ever hired in my life. 
<laughs> by uh, by doing the drip bar. It has been very uncomfortable at times, but uh, all I good. Can, though. I can I can appreciate that. I can appreciate yeah. that. But so you see a thousand in continental U.S. or or the fifty states in a very short period of time. Yeah, because we'll be at we're at 43 now. We'll be at 100 locations in Q3 this year. Just without doing any more development, no more unique deals. Uh scaling through health clubs, airports, spas, hotels will give us, you know, three to four other verticals that are going to be able to grow in parallel with their own section departments. Um so how are you getting the word out? I just talk to everybody I see. <laughs> and, and, and people are starting to come to you and saying, I've heard about this. I need to understand more about this. Definitely. But also franchising. Franchising is definitely the vehicle for speed to market and scale. I work with uh, consultants, broker groups. We have a very robust uh, organic uh, pipe uh, through our marketing and advertising, we've created a uh, artificial, uh, like an AI bots that have gone out and uh, brought us a lot of clients just to go to the website, learn about it. And we have a whole automated sequence, uh, you know, like a, an educational funnel uh, with various call to actions along the way in order to really educate clients before I uh, get on a phone call with them. Right. I love that. Right. So you're almost like vetting them out and determining their commitment before you even waste vocals. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really the only way uh, with the volume that we're seeing. Uh, we have to do a lot of pre screening. In franchising, it typically takes one, uh, it takes a hundred leads in order to close one deal. Um, we're drip bar right now. We're about, instead of a hundred to one, we're around, 15 to 20 to one. Wow. Um, so, you know, I think it speaks to how the franchise development has created the educational path, but also I think drip bar is in a unique um, position right now where there's so many people that are uh, interested in franchising, but they want a unique value proposition that, uh, that is new current, People say on trend, but I don't like thinking that this is trendy. I think this is what Botox was five years ago when um, nobody wanted to say, oh, I don't I don't know what Botox is. Yeah. You know, it was hidden under the veil a lot like, you know, Lash Lounges and these other franchises that have become mainstays in any plaza where you see a Whole Foods, right? Or is the next evolution of that scale. So help me help me visualize the process for somebody who who signs the contract and says let's do this. Like what is day 1 look like? Is there a is there a boot camp? Uh, it, there are various boot camps at the development stages uh because it is a brick and mortar. Most people, well a lot of times first time franchisees sometimes come in with the uh the misconception that as soon as they sign a franchise agreement, they're going to start opening a location right? where they have to find real estate first. So 
We start with a welcome call. We introduce them to our real estate team. The real estate team will then uh, help them find locations, negotiate locations, secure the sites. We do a lot of uh, work in the pre-lease phase of things to make sure that clients are signing the right lease and signing a lease that we as a franchisor would be comfortable signing. Um, But then once they're there, then we have uh, our on-site, our onboarding uh, coordinators that will bring them through the whole architectural phase, the whole uh, construction phase. Uh, When they're about 90 days away from opening, they're assigned a launch coordinator, which is their drip bar concierge to bring them through every facet signing up for the website, signing up for the POS, signing up for the app, getting everything turned on, making sure that they have their medical director, their HR, their payroll, um, and bringing them all the way through the sequence. Concurrently, they're also introduced to the sales and development side, which are going to start the pre-sale campaigns, marketing, advertising, and development, so that when they open... They already have memberships. They already have revenue. They have all of their staff. All of their staff is trained. Also, before they open, we go to every location with our nurses to train their nurses and them as owners on site so everyone's very comfortable in their own environment. Uh, We have continuing education. We have a whole drip bar university which uh, franchisees can go to in order to build uh, their fund of knowledge, but also we use it as a depository of all uh, articles and uh, content, copy, collateral for their marketing, advertising, and such. That's really cool. That's really cool. So how did you, let's let's go back in time. You said that you were in the fitness industry. Is Was that the natural progression into this? Uh, yes. So, um, I graduated college as an athletic trainer and a sports nutritionist. Um, I was a personal trainer for a little while in Boston. Uh, and then I opened up my own line of health clubs. And then back in 2016, uh, 15, 16, I secured the global rights to the brand tap out and created tap out fitness. Um, it's a, it was a, well, it currently is an MMA fitness center. Uh, I sold over 500 locations, 11 international countries. And I exited that in January of 2019. Uh, I started going to the drip bar in 2017 just naturally, well, because of tap out, I traveled to Vegas a lot, but yeah. naturally because of health clubs and fitness and nutrition, I just had a sense that IV vitamin therapy was logical. So whenever I'd travel to Vegas or wherever, I'd go and get a drip, just wasn't getting sick. I was traveling easier. I had more energy. When you're growing, going cross country, you know, you get the jet lag, you get the parties in Vegas, you get all that stuff, right? And the drips just made made it feel better, right? Uh, after I sold Tap Out, I went to the original 
founders of the of the first location. And I said, hey, I want to franchise this business. Let me see the numbers. Uh, so looked at the numbers. Really, uh, it made strong financial sense. But also the mission that I felt was there. I thought I could leverage my franchise experience, bring it to market, and then just help lots of people a lot quicker than, you know, doing another fitness center or another franchise or whatnot. I felt that it was a very smart opportunity to be able to scale and it needed to meet the masses. So franchise that business, brought it to market. Um, I bought a hundred percent of it um, back in 2021, just exited all the partners and now we're here. Um, and I was just able through a relationship, but I met um, Kevin Harrington, uh, one of the, well, one of the first people in EO um, and met him. He was in and around the IV industry uh, for about the past five years, met him, talked to him through the vision and and where we were. And he chose to take a uh, an investment and join the Dripbar team. So Kevin Harrington's now my partner. I love it. And, and you know, it's so uh, refreshing because, you know, you practice what you preach, right? You're talking about, you know, you're doing the weekly drip, which I think is is amazing. And I, I can't wait yeah. to get into that a little bit. But the um, sure the fact that you didn't create this and then franchise it out, you actually thought like a, a franchisee went to an established idea and said, let's franchise this idea as opposed to let's figure this out and copy it and do a better job. Let's take what we have and let's mm -hmm. accelerate. That's uh, that's pretty cool. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have said, yeah. you know, this person was through the health and fitness, saw an opportunity, created what he knows from processes and, mm -hmm. and uh, all the strategies associated with what he's done before. And then he creates and he, he does it, but he, you were, you were accelerated already by some other partners. How was yeah. the, um, how was that exit? Were they very pleased? Yeah, they should be, but you <laughs> never know. Right. You, ne you never know, you know? Um, yeah, and I I was somebody. Well, I am somebody, which is kind of funny. I personally hate needles. Okay, don't like needles. Never want one. But I do an IV every week. I own the drip bar, obviously, and I opened up my own drip bar. Um, and it's just because it works. Um, so yeah, just really excited to bring this uh, to the to the mass market, which we're doing right now. I love it. So you don't like needles, but yet you're going to stick a needle every week because of how wonderful. Because it works. works. Yeah. What's in, the, what's in the power pack? <laughs> uh, power pack's got a bunch of different ingredients. Uh, God, I could look it up for you if you'd like, but I try being non-medical. Oh, yeah. I try not to uh, get too into the weeds on the medical side of things, but you know, in this, um, we proactively market all the ingredients in every IV. Um, none of it is proprietary. Right. Uh, it's vitamins, right? You you can't uh, copyright vitamin C and B12 and carnitine and uh, ALA and all of those things. So, 
you know, all of the ingredients are uh, accessible. Uh, we proactively educate clients into every ingredient that's in the bag and also why we put those ingredients in the bag to create the therapeutic effect that we market as that various strip. So you mentioned hiring a bunch of attorneys. What is, um, what, what's your, big, <laughs> what's your, what's your big fear? What are you, what are you hedging against? Like what's, what's, what keeps you up at night with this, this model? Um, now nothing, uh, which is, which is cool. kind of strange, right? So I have uh, business attorneys, real estate attorneys, franchise attorneys. Um, you always need litigation and so on attorneys, medical attorneys, because every state has its own corporate practice of medicine state and regulations. Um, so we're very proactive, but also anybody in the IV industry, that's like the no brainer, you know. This is medical. You break the skin with a needle. What is the, you know, medical rules and regulations? Right. The industry as a whole, however, is somewhat ignoring the pharmacological side of things. So I also have a pharma attorney that is constantly looking at the ever-changing, uh, you know, landscape of the uh, compounding pharmacy industry. So we've taken a new approach where we mix every ingredient and every drip fresh for every client. We don't get these pre-mixed from a compounding pharmacy. We don't store them in a freezer or refrigerator. Or, you know, they're not pre-mixed outside of a hood on a on a countertop. That's where the competition does it. Uh, we do it all in a sterile hood. It's like an incubator that you put your hands in. Uh, and we source all of the raw materials directly from the various 503 A and B pharmacies. Huh. That's really interesting. So you so so there is a secondary market for this. There is a competition, you say, that is it's not really following protocols. Yeah, there's there's as I said in the beginning, it's highly fragmented, full of mom and pop shops. There have been IV places that are incorporated into nail studios, nail salons. Right. It just not the clean environment that this type of offering should be within. Huh. There was one closed in a barber shop. Like people try it anyway. <laughs> right. So how do you separate yourself from that? How does Drip Bar get up on that pedestal and and scream out loud yeah. that we're different? Well, marketing, advertising, and scales. Yeah. You know, continually. Uh, beating the drum as to who Drip Bar is. Um, uh, we're focused on IV vitamin therapy. That's our primary focus. That's our driver of what we wake up with every day, um, just to continually uh, give the safest uh, IV therapy that the industry can, also, can offer uh, in a very nice modern medical environment. Um in just market, advertise, brand, scale, and give the client a really good experience every time that they come in for a drip. Hmm. 
This has been truly uh, eye-opening and, and fascinating. I've, I've done a little bit of research and spoke to some people on regenerative medicine. This kind of sounds like that, not quite to, to the extent when you start entering yeah. stem cells into the conversation. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yet, it's that progress. It's that journey going towards like, why? let's think intelligently about our bodies, right? Let's talk about this processed food. Let's talk about how we're exercising or not exercising. But most importantly, which has been ignored, at least for me personally, is the hydration component. I, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And I, I I wish you the best of luck. I think you're going to have tremendous yeah. success. And I thank you for coming in here and sharing all of the information and knowledge that you have around this. Yeah. My pleasure. Anytime, Mark. Thank you for your time. Well, let me ask you this. The most important question. Folks, pay attention. Get your pen out. How do people get in touch with you <laughs> if they want to either uh, be a member or uh, better yet, a franchisee? Sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, Ben Crosby, uh, thedripbar.com. And my email is ben at thedripbar.com. Um, if you need anything, please reach out. Thedripbar.com. I love it. Very simple, very clean, easy to remember. I will be logging on right after we finish this to really get uh, <laughs> to go in a little bit deeper. But hey, thank Absolutely. you again. Come on down to Foxborough. I'm I'm coming. We'll figure that out too. And uh, definitely. You know, again, thank you. And folks, you know, especially the members of EO Boston, uh, check them out. Ben, Ben's going to be at some of the events going forward. He's a new member of EO. Really excited to have you, Ben. But most importantly, thank you for, for, for joining me on this. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for your time. Folks, thank you very much for listening today or watching if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you learned something, which I did, share it with somebody. If you think of somebody who <laughs> might actually be a good candidate for a franchise, send this to them. Let them know about this, that this is an opportunity that is here now today. Thank you again, Ben. Perfect. My pleasure. Thank you. Folks, this has been another exciting episode of Leadership in Action, our Boston chapter of EO's podcast. See you next time. Leadership in Action is sponsored by the Boston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization. As the world's only peer-to-peer -peer network exclusively for entrepreneurs, EO helps transform the lives of those who transform the world.